Welcome to another episode of the Flow Road Podcast. I am Edgar Otraves, and my co-hosts today are Cousin Primo and not my cousin Dan, and we're going to be talking about a nice little classic known as The Story of Ricky, directed by Nagai Choi Lam, starring Siwoo Wong Fang. Now, if you're new to the show and you want to find out more about us, make sure you head over to our website, theflowrollpodcast.com. There you'll find a complete catalog of all our episodes and a store where you can buy some merchandise. Now, The Story of Ricky is an old Hong Kong flick. It's also known as Ricky O, and it was made in 1991. Now, it's a little bizarre to say the least, and like not my cousin Dan says, it's like a kung fu version of a trauma movie. So uh, I think that's the best way to really summarize what Story of Ricky's like. So I hope you like this episode. We really geek out. And now on with the show. So welcome to another episode of the Floral Podcast. I am Edgar Otra Vez. And today on the show... Oh, uh. <laughs> I have not my cousin Dan. Hey, Dobranos, cabrones. Hey, and cousin Primo. Or not. Or not. Uh, we. I think Primo's having technical mm-hmm. difficulties. <laughs> you there, brother? Yeah, I'm here. All Give right. us a howl. I, I couldn't hear the name. That's all I was waiting for. I was yeah, like, okay, I said, I said, yeah, I said, cousin Primo. Let's do it again from the top. <laughs> and cousin primo. <laughs> for, the, for the fifth time. One more time. One more time. And cousin primo. <laughs> primo. There we How's go. That? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll make All it. All right, make now sense. we can start. There you now go. Now we can start. Something. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh shit. So, um, uh, today on the show, we're going to be talking, we're going to be doing a retrospective review, whatever you want to call it, of Story of Ricky, a.k.a. Ricky O, made in 1991, uh, directed by Nagai Choi Lam, and the starring Sui Wong Fang, a very young Sui Wong Fang. Um, so uh, what do you guys, first of all, how well do you guys remember this movie? this movie is like etched into my brain. I don't know how many times I've seen this movie. And actually I can't believe this is the first time we're talking about this movie on this podcast. How the three of us. Yeah. I, I can't believe this has not come up before, especially when we did like the top martial arts movies. And I mean, maybe it's because we were just taking it so seriously. It's like, no, I want like (laughs) legit, Kung Fu flicks, you know. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't know how this movie has never come up before because it's pivotal. Dude, this this is one of those movies like somebody told me about, and I was just like, okay, yeah, I'll check it out. And I was like, damn, this this movie's intense, man. It's uh it's like a live action uh Fist of the North Star. Yeah, yeah kinda. Yeah. You know, because like, you know, how Fist of the North Star will punch through right. people and all that kind of crap. I, I actually saw it today, and um, which is one of the reasons I had to have this podcast a little later, because I had to like run a bunch of errands, and I was like, I got to watch this movie. I want to talk about this movie. Uh, and wh- <laughs> right out of the gate, dude punches somebody in the stomach, right? I'm talking about Ricky O. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, right out of the gate. Right. Like, a- opening scene. Yeah. Basically, opening scene. Yeah. 
and yeah, it's it's amazing. It's like he ripped he ripped right through this guy's gut, and and then you know he just blow. And I'm like, oh and, shit, yeah, that's right. This movie's fucking violent. <laughs> and yeah, exactly, like ultra violent, comically violent, right? Yeah, uh, and uh, and the way he punches through the guy's gut, it's not even the way that you would expect it. Where he, like like you. you you expect it to be like he punches through the guy, you know, like yeah. he punches him in the gut and punches all the way through to his back, you know? Mm. No, that's not. He like, he like right. punches the side of his gut and then scoops his insides out with a <laughs> forearm. You know? <laughs> awesome. It, it was a, it's like it a just, prison shower. Fight scene. What he did. But yeah, no, dude, he punches right through this mm. guy's gut. And rips rips a hole in it, and yep. it's just he's just bleeding. And there's so much blood in this motherfucking movie. Well, yeah, yeah. There's nonstop blood. Yeah, no, dude. He punched right through this. Guy. There's so much blood in this movie. So much fucking. I don't know if you guys remember. You remember the old Daily Show, the Craig Kilborn Daily Show, like I, way I, back, I, way 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 back before John Stewart. Uh -huh. Craig Gil Kilborn did the Daily Show, and they had the scene in the movie where like the guy like takes his hand like smashes a guy's head between his hands you know yeah and that was in the opening sequence of the daily show and <laughs> right. i i remember seeing that mm -hmm. uh, like one of the first times i ever saw that daily show and i was like oh my god that's from story of ricky that's yeah. from riccio yeah and the people that i was with were like what are you talking about like, they, they had no clue <laughs> yeah because I was a very special kind of nerd. I think we all were very special kinds of nerds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very special. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, like, um, that that happened to me a lot, too. Where I was just you like, got oh, your head smashed between no, somebody's no, fists? No, no. No, just sitting there. I see something, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's from that one kung fu movie or French movie or wherever that this is that. And, and no. And, and everybody else just looked at me like I had three heads. You know? Yeah, right. Yeah. No. Like, why, why do you even know that? Yeah, Because I am a fucking nerd. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, that's that's the way that people look at you. Like, like I'm embarrassed for you that you know that. Like, fuck you. Yeah. No, yeah. This, this shit's cool, man. You know? Yeah. You know, but like um, one thing, one thing that that uh, it, this it's funny because this movie has a lot of little funny little things in it so uh oh yeah the, it's clearly like in the stephen chow vein right well it's, i don't you see that's what i don't it's clearly supposed to be comical you, you think know? it's comical it's clearly comical i don't think well, so first of all though i think so that pretty much it is funny it's funny because half of the stuff that goes in there is just hilarious yeah it's yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a slapstick action martial arts flick I don't think it's intended to be. I, I think it's totally intended to be. And if it's not intended to be, well, well, and I don't know. I don't know. It, I think say. it's one of those. It's, movies. it's filed under comedy on IMDb. Well, it is. It's on, I, it's on I, a comedy. I think it's an accidental comedy. I, I, I don't that, I don't get that sense. I think it was intentional, but if it's accidental, that makes the movie even better. Yeah. Oh, I, I think that's yeah. what it is. It's one of those it's one of those like uh did you ever hear of that uh documentary um 
uh, fucking uh, the the Coven, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. American movie. Yeah. So that is a comedy, and it's tragically a, like a documentary about. It's just they, you know, they don't they don't mean to make fun of this guy, but the guy in that movie, you know, it's funny, right? Well, it, he he yeah. made the movie about himself. <laughs> you know, pretty much, and it's kind of an unintentional comedy. But I think, oh, it's like the room. You guys ever see the room? You've never heard of the room? The room. No. Oh my god! Are we? You re, do you remember a few years ago there was a movie came out called The Disaster Artist? Yes. Yeah. Did you see that? Yes. No, I didn't see it, but I know what okay. you're talking I, about. I saw it, but I, I don't remember. It was about this movie, The Room. And it's it's this it's when you watch it and I've seen that movie a number of times. I've gone to the theater to see it a number of times. It's incredible. And like I could spend a whole episode just talking about the room and I, and I don't want to do that. But this this guy who's Tommy Wiseau, who is less than sane. Um, and, uh, got it in his head that that he wanted to be a movie maker, and he put he he found six million dollars. That's fantastic to make this movie. Yeah, and when well, you you can't believe this guy legitimately thought he was making his masterpiece, and it's the ultimate unintentional comedy, and <laughs> and it's baffling when you watch this movie it, when you watch the room it's absolutely baffling mm-hmm. because it's like how did these people go along with this how did how did he get a crew to stick with the project how did the actors put up with it uh, how did he think this was good yeah. you know that all, mm. all that sort of stuff and and then when you find out like the first time you see it you're asking all these questions like how how did this even happen and then you start looking it's so baffling you start looking into it and you start doing your research and you find out all of these things that make it even more crazy and it's like how did you how did six million dollars end up in that how anyway i'm already carrying on too much about the room now i want to talk about the room but we (laughs) will talk about the room eventually but like this this is an obscure it's obscure only because i know other people don't know this movie but i would say i would say esoteric okay yeah more than obscure yeah because i mean it was only only certain kinds of people in in america are going to know this movie well i think in hong kong it's probably legendary I don't know, but I mean, this guy's a star. Like he's in movies. Right? Everybody that was in this movie is either he's a, a star. star or yeah. uh, half of the cast of this movie went on and did Hard Boiled, and they did uh, Infernal yes. Affairs. They did the whole John Woo catalog. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and the uh, and Sui Wong Fan, as we said, uh, you know, at this point was very young, but he, you know, for those who may not know him very well, he has been in like the Yip Man movies. Yeah. He's one of the antagonists in, in the first Yip Man. And uh, he's in all of them, actually. He's in he all plays of them. different characters. But in well, the first, yeah, in the first one, he was like that antagonist that wants to come in and and, and uh, uh, make a school. And in order to do that, he wants to make a name for himself by kicking the shit out of all the other schools. Right. Right. right so yeah. that's who he is in that movie. But later on, he becomes kind of more of a an ally to Yip Man. Right. Uh, in the other movies and less of an antagonist kind of. Yeah. But anyway, right. um, but going into, you know, it's funny because 
This movie was originally uh, originally released under the uh, Tokyo Shock label, and uh, I looked into it because it's not it's not a Japanese movie. It's, no, it's a uh, it's a Chinese movie. There's there is one Japanese actress who plays a man, and that confuses me. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. right. You know, but it's oh, dude. The, the the other thing too is, I uh, I had to watch this uh, dubbed because I needed to get it done. You know, like I wanted right. to watch it. Right. And all the names in the English dub are in, like American names: John, yeah. Oscar, etc. Right. And I'm like, what is this noise? I go look up the 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 stuff in IMDb, and all the names are Asian names, so it's all right. bananas. But yeah. um. With that said, this is this is a Hong Kong movie based on a Japanese property. <clears throat> a Japanese oh, really? Property. Yes, it's a manga originally, and mm-hmm. it became an anime. And then when all those, um, you know, uh, media reached their their end, they released this movie. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So interesting. Like, yeah. So when the manga finished, and when they finished the 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 anime, they did this. I seen. I didn't watch the anime. I was gonna poke into it. Uh, I found some pictures of the anime, and it looks crappy. You know, because I mean, yeah. it's in the you know early '80s, right? Because this was made in 1991. This, 91 was yeah, and I <clears throat> maybe the best way to describe. Riccio is that it it's like the Hong Kong cinema version of a trauma movie. Yes. Yes. Give you, yes. You're right about every, that. everything yes. is over the top. It's gory. The fight scenes are pretty good. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's totally over the top. Every finishing blow is mind boggling. <laughs> and, and, you know, they had to have gone through so much corn syrup and, and red dye <laughs> making this thing, juice, <laughs> whatever. Uh, and it, it had some of those tropes that I absolutely love where. So Ricky, well, let's talk about the, the story of the movie. Yes. Which is, which yeah. is frankly, the story is not all that important. Uh, the, the there's movie, barely any story there. Ricky O plays out story of Ricky uh, plays out a lot like a video game, like a like a cheap, crappy video game is, is how it plays out. And and so Ricky is this guy. It's a movie starts out. He's being brought into the prison. They really kind of don't even explain why he's in prison like they do but they don't it's it's like two lines in the movie of like he's he, he's a terrorist or something like that i can't really remember but they, I, they, I recently just saw it yesterday so the story is is that he got he got caught uh killing some triads okay right okay all so right that's how but, he got that's how he's in prison but they they don't really like it's it's like a single line of dialogue yes yeah they don't really it's dive not. into into what he did to get there. And so he, he gets to the prison and he's going through the whole like they're processing him. And, and he t- turns out to be indestructible, apparently. Yeah. And, and just this 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 fighting machine who can't be hurt or stopped. 
And it, like right off the bat, he gets he goes into the shower and this big, huge, like <laughs> sumo wrestler kind of guy uh-huh. comes into the shower and and uh, like somebody has a bent uh, there. They're there to kill Ricky. Everybody in the movie is they know who he is and they're there to kill him. And and you just take it for yeah. OK, that's how this movie is going to play out. And then he and then every step of the way throughout, it's just like boss fight. He just goes through a series of boss fights uh, uh-huh. where he, he dismantles everybody in the prison that comes after him. Yeah. And then he yeah. has to fight the warden and the warden has this creepy little son and he's got <laughs> this gun that when he shoots people, it makes them kind of inflate and explode. And he's fi- and the warden, uh, what did he eat? He eats a thing. No. And then he, he turns into does... the big monster. No, what he, what he ends up doing is saying that in order for me, you know, that the, I'm a warden. I'm supposed to be the strongest guy in here. So he says, come at me. So he hits him. He goes flying in through the kitchen, lands on the sink or something, comes out and he starts transforming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he transforms into the like, like this Hulk thing. Yeah. Monster. That's pretty it, much it, what it's it a is. Giant rubber suit, man. You know? oh, yeah. So it, this movie has, okay. It has the giant rubber suit trope, which yeah. I love. Yeah. And it has one of the other tropes where at a certain point in story of Ricky, they do a flashback to, mm-hmm. to show like how Ricky became who he is. And it's basically like one punch man. Yes. Uh, where like just just one day he's like this sweet kid. And then his his mysterious uncle takes him to a graveyard and, and, and explains to him, like, no, you're actually like a superhero and I'm going to teach you how to be indestructible and fight and starts throwing gravestones at him. Yeah. Yeah. He was like born with a natural, you know, yeah. superhuman strength. And right. uh, and then his uncle taught him Gigong Kung Fu or whatever it's called, which is like the which, art of using his strength. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's yeah. the trope that I love from every Kung Fu movie that I have ever loved. There is always a training montage where there's no training. It's just abusing the game. It's just <laughs> make, I'm going to make your life miserable. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to pummel you with gravestones. I'm going to abuse you. I'm going to destroy like I'm just going to beat the shit out of you until you're magically good at Kung Fu. I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, here's here's the here's the one shortcoming. Well, I shouldn't say one, but one of the shortcomings with Riccio is and and one of the beautiful things about martial arts movies or kung fu movies, at least from Hong Kong, is that when when Ricky gets approached by the uncle, he already has the superhuman strength. And I looked this up too. It's in the manga. He is he is born yeah. with superhuman strength. It's in the manga. Yeah. They, yeah. Don't, they don't establish that real well in the movie. No. He's just like no. this numb nuts, like like doodle. He's a kid. klutz. He has bad you know? grades. He's yeah. a loser. He's, just, he's like he, a dummy. He, he takes life he's, for granted. Well, the yeah. funny thing is, uh, from what I read in the manga, he he is he is adopted by this rich family, and he is that. He is like a clumsy character but he's got superhuman strength and he's kind of angry he's not that happy-go-lucky kid that you see in the movie Mm -hmm. he's an angry kid 
and then his uncle teaches him kung fu. So some things are the same, some things changed a little bit. And you know, people do that with movies. But the the I think what I what I find as a shortcoming is that Rikio is born special. And what kung fu movies teach us is that anybody can be special so long as you practice kung fu. Kung fu makes yeah. you special. Kung fu makes mm-hmm. you special. Yeah, you get your superpowers from your kung fu and how good you practice and the style of kung fu you, you practice. So there's yeah. special kung fu like drunken fist or monkey yeah. fist. Like there are there are, you know not only are you special but you got the special martial art by mm-hmm. the 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 secret you have to prove that you're worthy to learn that special martial art exactly because you got that fucking asshole teacher who kicks the shit out of you (laughs) yeah yeah and that's part of the process of becoming worthy right because he's being a dick to you the whole time but it's also quote unquote training right you know you have to carry these fucking gallons of uh water up the stairs you know a hundred times what was is was the one that that was on it was it drunken monkey kung fu yeah where where the guy (laughs) The guy's training him by putting chopsticks through his fingers that and then is, making him pick like dig and pick stuff up, but he can't bend his fingers. And it's it's like, yeah, how is that? That's not teaching him any skills. <laughs> that's just being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's why I want a black belt, because I want to be a dick to my students. Like, it's just <laughs> It gives me license to be a dick. <laughs> yeah. No, but like, um, but yeah, no, uh, that, that is mad monkey Kung Fu. And yeah, that mad is monkey. And I love that fucking movie. But anyway, uh, but yeah, so like that is one of the shortcomings of this character. He is already special. The Kung Fu doesn't make him special. It makes him, right. it, it makes him, it gives him an ability to kind of use his strength, but yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't like he would just be insanely strong anyway. Right. Yeah. So right. Uh, a lot of a lot of what he does in the movie is because he's born with this strength. And that is one of the shortcomings, at least for me, of this movie. Of course, there's other things like, you know, blood and, you know, the, in some cases, like, for example, when he first punched that first guy in the in the gut in the bathroom, that was pretty real looking. Right. Oh, yeah. It was intense yeah because there's some beautiful beautiful well maybe beautiful is not the right word there's some incredible practical effects in this movie yes 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 Yes. and 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 that actually i was like holy shit i can't tell if where his stomach ends and where the makeup starts that's amazing like i was impressed but you know in other scenes it's like oh shit that's that's makeup no, that's a that's a dummy. You know, you just threw that dummy off that roof. I know, I could tell. Yeah. You know, like when the oh, girl, yeah. when the girl got yeah. when the girl jumped off the roof. Yeah. And she killed herself, and you see, she just go flip, and she stays flat. Yeah. yeah. It was like okay, no movement, no nothing. No. The only thing that happened was her shoe came out. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, some of these special effects are sort of crazy. Okay, let, let's take the scene that first starts where that guy, the guy attacks the other guy for breaking the train. Yes. And he has like a, uh, what's it called? A, uh, a wood scraper? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, f- I forget what it's called, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. The, yeah. yeah. And he just takes it from a planer. Like, a planer, yes. A planer, right. And, he, and he just sh- shivers the, like, the whole front of his face off. Yeah, he, slice, he slices yeah. his face he, like, off. He slices the layer off like that. I'm like, okay. I don't remember that. 
<laughs> my first scene, my, my scene remembering remembering this movie the, the first the first scene i remember is that the gut scene in the back in the shower yeah that's the first thing well, well maybe because of that and then you see rookie uh ricky or ricky trip the guy yeah he falls on a piece of wood with nails don't know where the wood and nails came from but he fell <laughs> flat on his face yeah you know and he, like he, he has the thing stuck to his face with his hand over his face you remember that scene yeah yeah, yeah. That, yeah i remember that scene yeah, so, i think so i, I like, think go ahead, go ahead. No, I, I just want to know where did that, you know, it doesn't make any sense where the wood and the nails came from. Okay? <laughs> well, I think it, just, it just falls on it. I know? think, well, they were, they were working in the shop. They were working in the it shop. It was but, wood shop. But I think the was implication really is, wood yeah, it was a wood yeah, shop. Yeah, that's why he had the planer. He was making the little toy train and then he got his face planed off. Yeah, I think that's where it came from. I think it, uh-huh. it came from the toy because the, the bad guy, he took it and he broke it apart. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, and that was just the, one of the pieces that was laying around after the, you know, one of the broken pieces after it got, you know, thrown around. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that, yeah. I also thought of like, wait a minute, did that really come out of that? Cause, uh, yeah. Because the nails are huge. <laughs> yeah. Like, like a railroad. Spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think th- that also kind of established for me in this movie. Ricky has two superpowers, realistically. He's got the super strength and the invulnerability. He kind of can't be hurt, you know? Mm -hmm. He also seems to have a real good instinct on how to hurt people. Yeah. Like really hurt people. (laughs) And that's like, like a, like a superhuman version of, of that instinct. Yeah. I, the, okay. Well, like there was that one, I can't remember where, where it happened, but he was like fighting somebody and they went, I think it was uh, the character they called Tarzan, although I don't think his they, name was, it was Tizan uh, in, in, the, in the credits. Yeah. But like they bump fists because he throws, he throws a punch and he throws a punch too. And then they, he, they meet fists and he just shatters his arm. Like his yeah. arm just, and it's just oh, like, yeah. and, 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 and like bones and shit. Yeah. Yes. Like, right. It was oh, a really right. gory effect. Right. That's that's when he was meeting the the warden for the first time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he busts the Tarzan busts through the wall, and he punches him, and he breaks one arm. So in other words, the bone is already sticking out of his elbow. Then he uppercuts him, and his fist goes through his right. bottom jaw. It comes out and, through his mouth. Yeah. 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 And he pulls it out, and then the guy punches him one more time, and he punches him. With his other hand, and his fist just falls apart. Yeah. You see fingers on the floor, and yeah, yeah, he and lays on the ground. And you can see like the ulna and the other, the, the yeah. other, like, yeah. like sticking yeah. out, like split in half. And I'm like, holy crap, man! And like that was actually a pretty good practical, uh, practical effect. Just because mm-hmm. when you look at it after the after the fact, it looks convincing, you know. But like when right. they're actually punching it doesn't look all that convincing so it's amazing because yeah. in places it looks great and in other places it looks like plastic you know exactly well, yeah i i'm i wonder i'm gonna look on imdb i'm gonna see if it tells me what the budget for this movie was oh it had to be big man because i mean they got all these stars right uh mm-hmm. i i you know but um oh my goodness uh one of the funny things uh that i enjoyed out of this movie is when rikio fights that yakuza guy and then 
the the followers of that yakuza guy they strip off the tattoo and hang it on a wall oh yeah some kind of fucking mural or some shit right, yeah. right, right. but like shrine like it's fucking nuts yeah yeah it, and, they, and they blamed um they blamed ricky for that yeah they did yeah, yeah. it's it is an ultra violent movie from beginning to end it's yes. crazy oh, yeah. violent and that's that's why I think it was like intentionally comedic because it's it's just over the top. It's it's so far over the top in every way. I, I, I think and then some of the music is like clearly like oh ha 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 you know. Well, the music it's like the same song every or yeah. the same music every time something serious happens. It's like dun dun dun. You know, like yeah. electric electric rock. Yeah, through the movie, you know, but it's like the same sound over and over again. They don't even change it or elongate it. It's like you know, every single time, every single time he makes that face, you know, because he gets intense and his eyes are just like he's his eyes are all wide open. Every time, I don't know if you guys notice, but every time he fights and he's bleeding, he does that thing with his pinky, yeah, takes the blood out. And licks it, puts it in his mouth, and he's ready to go. Yeah, it's the yeah. Bruce Lee thing. Every, the, every time yes. he fights, he did that. You know, I was thinking like every character in his movie stands out. Okay, but, but the one oh, guy yeah, that stands no out speed the most. Bumps. Oh no, no, the one that stands out the most is the guy with the, the assistant warden. Yeah, with okay. the glass eye. With, with the glass eye and the hook. I think he's Cyclops now, Dan. He's, that's his right. name, Cyclops Dan. <laughs> is that what he is, for real? Yeah, that's the that's okay. the character's name, Cyclops Dan. Okay. I always point it out to everybody, and I say this is the most fucked up part of the movie. Okay, Ricky, Ricky hits him in the back of his head, and his good eye pops out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, but he can still see. You know. Yeah, like how does he see? How can he see the other eye straight, which has been yeah. and shit, but his other eye is out. Yeah, he's got the eyeball, and he takes his eyeball out and shakes out breath mints into his hand. Yeah, that's right, that's right. And I'm like, I'm like, you disgusting shit. That's nasty. You know? Yeah, that's some disgusting shit right there. Yeah. You know? And I was like, ew. You know, and I'm like, but he always keeps t- taking out the mints, and then he's like, hey, mint? Like, no, that's all right, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, everybody's like, get the fuck out of here. That, that, you know, the funny thing is about uh, Cyclops Dan is his office. I don't know if you guys noticed. He's porn. got all the. Oh, porn all over that room. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's so yeah. much porn. His whole shelf is full of porn. I'm like, I did a second look yesterday. <laughs> you know what? Now that's that fucking it- porn. <laughs> It has to be a comedy. It has to be a comedy. Yeah. Where would you yeah, put porn on the comedy. wall? No, you know, because I can't. I can't tell sometimes, man. Because I, you know, because it's serious. There's no. Well, and yeah, and sometimes, especially with with Hong Kong cinema, sometimes you don't know. Some you don't sometimes there there are subtleties and nuances there that are comedic to that mm-hmm. sensibility, but maybe not to ours. You know. Yeah. And the right. other thing too is like like you know at least when it comes to like movies like in English you know we can get the tone you know right it says it a certain way you can kind of tell right. oh they're telling a joke there's no like Riccio is intense the whole fucking movie 
Oh you yeah. Know? You don't, you don't oh, see yeah, that. Yeah. Cat oh, smile. It, yeah. It's, it's not a role that required a whole ton of emotional range. Nope. Not, not, well, not from, from any of the characters. <laughs> <laughs> I think, let's I think talk the, about this movie for one thing. One thing is, is that let's all agree that the translation for this movie was fucking terrible. Well, at least oh, yeah. we're talking from the dub uh, point of view, the right? Dub version. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, have the, I have the, um, one uh, with the Chinese translate with the Chinese. I've, um, I've seen it dubbed. I've seen it with subtitles. To be honest, uh-huh. I actually prefer the dub version because none of it's important. You know? Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm getting. Like, I can't, I don't think, I don't think it even makes sense. No matter what language it is. Uh, I, I don't think that there's any real dialogue there. It's all like, Oh, yeah. Oh no, I'll get you. And, you know, And like, yeah. none of it, none of it makes sense at all so he's sent to this prison right and the prison is clearly just like a yakuza death trap okay or a triad death trap sorry it's a triad death trap and 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 like you almost get the sense like the whole thing was concocted just for ricky because all these people are in the prison but they don't really act like prisoners and they're not really you know, Ricky is the only prisoner that gets treated like a prisoner. And so it's like the whole the whole thing was concocted for Ricky's to, to get Ricky is what it feels like. And I don't think that's intentional. I think it's just nobody thought about gave a shit no. about the writing. You know, <laughs> no, they, they saw a property no. they could take advantage of. And uh, they threw a bunch of money on it and they say, hey, well, let's get these actors, you know, like, oh, like, what, what about this guy? And what about that girl? You know, well, if she's a girl. Well, eh, fuck it. You know, it's all right. Just cut her hair short. She's a man now. You know, right. it, it was very, very slim, effeminate man, effeminate, attractive man. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. this is like, this is like, why are you doing that? man? Well, just, no, no, no. Just, let's dive into that. Let's dive into that. How, the, how attractive did you find that man? That's not a. That's not a man. First off, it's a woman, right? But and, she plays a man. But she plays a man. But she's okay. a woman in real life. Right, <laughs> but, but the character's a man. Well, but the character. Are you going to tell exactly. me that that I that you are totally in on this movie? That the suspension of disbelief did not <laughs> did not get interrupted for you at all? Like like you nah, were nah, all in. No, no. I'm just trying to make you no. feel awkward. <laughs> Yeah, don't don't change the subject. Explain your explain well, your thought. I, I'm 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 explaining my thought. I'm saying the suspension of disbelief is completely not working in this movie it's broken this the suspension of disbelief well but, but happening in story of ricky at a certain point suspension of disbelief goes out the window because it, it's like okay none of this is believable so none i don't care it. anymore yeah yeah, yeah well, and that's why you know some of it is and it just turns into oh, i want to see what he's gonna do to this next guy yeah now we interrupt the podcast to let you know that if you're building a website and you need a hosting service, Bluehost is definitely the way to go. If Especially if you're building it in uh, WordPress, for example. It's the hosting service I use for my website, the Flow Real Podcast, and they're super dependable, never had a problem, easy to use. I highly recommend them. Make sure you use the referral link in the description so that Bluehost knows I sent you. 
Also, the music you're listening to here comes from Epidemic Sound. Now, Epidemic Sound is a great service which allows you to get licenses to music with a very affordable monthly plan. It's great. And you can get a 30-day free trial if you act now. With over 35,000 tracks and 90,000 sound effects, you will find all that you will need for your projects. When you head over to Epidemic Sound, make sure you use my referral link in the description so they know that I sent you. Now, I just recently started using Monday. Um, Monday.com has what they call an work operating system, a work OS. What it is is a work management software. It's more than just a to-do list. It allows you to work with teams. You can put timelines on things. It organizes your projects in a very easy to read dashboard and it's super customizable. I love it. Just started using it. Uh, I'm sharing it with my teams now. It's a great tool for you to use for your work, especially nowadays when we're working from home and we're a little more disconnected. We don't have the people in front of us to ask questions about where is this project? How are you doing on this? What's the timeline, et cetera, et cetera. So with Monday, it makes it very easy for you to kind of keep an eye on things. I love it. I love it. It's an amazing piece of software. I highly recommend it. And when you make your way over to monday.com, make sure you use my referral link in the description. But like, but like, so here's, here's a couple of homages that you guys alluded to. Like one, there's like the Bruce Lee thing, right? Where he kind of licks his lips. I mean, he takes the, the blood off his, off his face and he licks it. So there's, and he does it the first time he does it, especially looks very Bruce Lee like. Yeah. And just the way he kind of poses in some places is a little Bruce Lee like, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the other uh, homage that I wanted to bring up was uh, to the Street Fighter. So I don't know if you guys will watch the, the Street Fighter series with Sonny yeah. Chiba. Yeah. Yeah. But there, that movie is known for having these fantastic like X-ray punches. Right. And right. they had one of those in this movie where he, I think he punches somebody in the head and while he's punching him, the scene, the, the, they cut to a shot of an X-ray and a hand punching the face and breaking whatever it was like shattering the bone. Yeah. 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 So I was like, Oh shit. There's, you know, there's a few homages in this crazy hokey, you know, trauma like movie, you know? Mm -hmm. But, uh, but the other thing too, is this, I, I did come to the uh, the idea that this is very One Punch Man before One Punch Man, and One Punch Man right. is fucking fantastic. And yeah. now this makes me think that maybe One Punch Man was inspired by Riccio. Maybe, maybe. I think I I'd be curious about that. It might be because I don't know the original manga. I don't know how popular it was. Uh, or how much impact it had. I get the sense, like, I think One Punch Man is just a send up of that, that whole genre of, of superhuman fighter, you know, mm-hmm. right. um, One Punch Man is functionally perfect. It's, it's perfect. There's it executed flawlessly. Yeah, oh, I love Riccio is pretty good. Don't get me wrong, I love Riccio. 
but it is not flawless. No, it's pretty flawed. <laughs> I mean, it's good for for when it came out. I mean, look, I remember, look at the time. I remember even when I was watching this, I was like, I don't know. When it, when it came out, early 90s, I mean, you got stuff like Once Upon a Time in China. You know, oh, yeah. You've, yeah. You've got, you've got some really gorgeous got some real... stuff coming around that time. Yeah. Right. Once Upon a Time in China, yeah. there was uh, a Chinese ghost tale, uh, ghost story. Right. Or mm-hmm. like even stepping outside of the realm of martial arts movies. Hard Boiled was mm. 1992. Uh, great. You know, great movie, I think Infernal Affairs, I think, was 1994. You know, mm-hmm. there are some pretty sophisticated flicks coming out of Hong Kong at, yeah. at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, yeah, so this movie, it's just it's weird. definitely a throwback. It's a throwback to a different kind of, of martial Action arts film. Flick. Yeah. And then it, it like it, it's a throwback to that that sort of formulaic underdog overpowered hero. Mm-hmm. And then they layer on top of that this over the top gore. I don't think there's another movie that's anything like this, to be honest. Uh, I don't that, think there's I don't some think, that come close. But I don't I don't feel- think I've ever seen another martial arts movie that really like relishes the gore yeah no no and, not like that no and and that is yeah i don't and it's like so cheesy and on yeah. purpose yeah it's um it, it's like it's like if ed ed wood was born in china you know and and decided <laughs> he wanted to make you know kung fu movies instead of you know ufo movies yeah. it's so it, it's it's bizarre in places and fantastic right. in others but like every every fight scene like we're saying ends with him punching somebody punching a hole in somebody right it, it's uh Just demolishing somebody completely and he even like even the the warden who was the last the last boss because i mean like you said it this movie is filled with final bosses Everybody he fights is a final boss. And then he has the final, final boss and he makes mincemeat out of him. Literally. You yeah. know, And yep. it's, it's like, it's just bananas. And then at the end he goes and he punches the wall in the prison. And all I could think about is, is like, could you have done that? That from, it, from the beginning, from the yeah. beginning. Mm-hmm. And also, Oh, you're breaking out of the prison. Who you're not freeing anybody? There's nobody left. Well, like, there there were some people left. No, yeah, I, yeah. I know. Like, <laughs> oh, the prisoners are all now. There were no free, more bosses. It's like, yeah. <laughs> no more bosses. There were, only the minions were left. So, well, I mean, like, but they kept killing people. Everybody this guy befriended yeah. got murdered. But, exactly. But I, I see your point. Like, yeah, like how many people are left? You know? Yeah. Yeah, especially in this prison that was clearly concocted just for you, dude. <laughs> it exists just for you. Yeah. I don't even think the cartoon or manga had had a prison thing going on. I think literally, I think they just took the name and say, let's put him in prison. Yeah. I I don't I don't know much about a manga. I just know that uh 
that there is one and that he had his let's, antagonist, his main antagonist was his little brother. Let's establish something right now. In order to enjoy the, this movie, you don't need to know anything about the manga. It, yeah. It's inconsequential. It's Absolutely. tangential at best. <laughs> it's an interesting <laughs> thing to find out after the fact. <laughs> but the movie stands it, on, it sounds good by itself. Yeah, the, the movie... <laughs> in spite of itself, <laughs> stands mm-hmm. on its own two feet. Exactly. Oh, shit. Yeah. But throughout um, the years, there's been some movies that have been like that as well. I mean, don't come close to the gore. Like, uh, but they're, they're, it's part of what? The shock? Tokyo shock? The Tokyo shock the, brand. Yeah. Right. So I've actually gone through a couple of those Tokyo shock films. Like um, Tokyo Gore Police is one of them. Yeah. Oh, is that God. A, I know that movie. Is that a... I, I I heard the title before. I've never watched it, but that's a Japanese movie, isn't it? That's a Japanese, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. basically, and, the ones I've seen, they're all Japanese. Um, and, another one was, um, what's it called? Damn. There's, uh, there's Frankenstein one... Girl versus Vampire Girl. <laughs> that, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> but the, the Japanese <laughs> cinema tends to go in more for gore mm, yeah. than, than Hong Kong cinema. And I mean... American audiences love gore too. Yeah. But yeah. The Japanese cinema is, I am nowhere near as much a fan uh, of Japanese cinema as I am of Hong Kong cinema. That's, I, that's not to say there's not stuff like I love so much that I've seen from, from Japan. I, I love like the Zatoichi movies or um, uh, Lone Wolf and Cub. You know, uh, yeah. that stuff. I, I love it. Um, I think I, it, it, the Street Fighter movies, you know, mm-hmm. but there's there's this period of Japanese cinema that just goes hard in on, if not gore, just horrific, horrific stuff. Yeah. Like like any Takashi Miike movie, like and don't get Takashi Miike confused with Takeshi Kitano, different people. Mm-hmm. But any movie made by Takashi Miike is like unwatchable. I, like is, Ichi the Killer, it, it's uh, that's a crazy ass movie. Uh, there's there's some um, just horrific, horrific, gory, ugly stuff, mm-hmm. and it's like I like to the point where it's like. I don't even want to watch this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I remember. And so maybe this movie story of Ricky may have been like a Hong Kong style send up of that. I don't know. I think that's a good analysis. Uh, and I agree, like, at least with the example of Ichi the, Ichi the Killer, I had a hard time watching that. Uh, it's hard. I, it's hard. It's hard to watch. And then at some point I just started ignoring it because I just didn't understand what was going on. I didn't no, understand. It's like twisted, you know? Yeah. And and that there's a part of me that does not enjoy that kind of stuff. It just seems malice for malice's sake. And right. uh, I, I, I just, I'm not into it. Uh, and it, like, cause each of the killer, it's got the, like where the guy cuts his own tongue off. Oh, it's weird. And, and like there, and there's other stuff in there. Like, it's just like, I feel like this is unnecessary, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's just the it's just for a gore factor. That's pretty much what it was. 
Yeah, and just, it, it's weird because it's a like it's a very serious movie. That's not yeah. like a it's not like Story of Ricky. This is a a serious film, and it was taken very seriously. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you guys remember? I'm trying to remember the name of the movie. Is it Suicide Club? Did you guys ever see that? Um, mm, where no. basically it was, it, it was it was it was kind of like. Um, it was they for some reason there was like some kind of weird like mind virus thing going on uh with the uh, high school kids and they were committing suicide in groups and yeah. uh and then uh but this movie in particular was directed with four different directors and they all had like a take on the story and one had it supernatural and another was like it was it was a serial killer and it was just it went all over the place it was a bizarre ass movie and it was confusing but it also had a lot of gore in it and it was but it was very serious it was a very serious movie and it ended with such a bizarre thing and i'm and it was just another one of those japanese movies that was just weird and gory for just the sake of being weird and gory and um uh my my point is yeah. is that uh i can see why uh maybe someone in hong kong was like hey let's try something you know let's, let's yeah, go maybe. ahead and make make me make something like that you know yeah uh, let's make fun of it though you know let's, right. let's let's make the cyclops guy be a porn fanatic uh with, with the minty eyeball with the minty yeah. eyeball yeah <laughs> He's that that character. The more I think about it, that character is great. <laughs> yeah, like, every no, character in this movie is great. Every every single one of them. You're, you're, there, there is no other. It's not like they're a stereotype. They don't they don't follow like uh, just like okay, here's the this this bad guy who fills this slot. No, every single one of them is some bizarre. Some somebody dreamed this shit up, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like that one um, guy that he had a fight with who did who. So this is the part that gets a little weird because this is a. Oh, a, oh, this is the one part that gets a little weird. Oh, well, I guess I <laughs> or one of the parts, I guess I should say. But like he I, I believe I believe he's a Yakuza, right? So he com he commits a uh, Saboku or whatever it's called, where he like tries to cut his stomach and commit suicide uh, right. by honor, right? So I'm like, oh, okay. So he goes, you're all right, Ricky. And then he, yeah. just, <laughs> yeah. he just goes. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, I think the translation is missing something here. But he basically said, yeah, you're all right. And then he, you know, commits suicide, honorable <laughs> suicide. Disembowels himself. Yeah. And disembowels himself. And then I don't know why Ricky even got close to him. I can't remember. And, uh, and he, he pulls out his intestines and starts choking and him. Starts I'm like strangling him. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. I thought you were committing honorable suicide. Why are you trying to strangle him with your. <laughs> yeah, was, this was your plan, huh? This, this and, was and, your assassination. And that's the plan. guy he punches. And that's the guy he punches in the skull and they show that little x-ray shit. Part. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, and, and I was like, I, I don't get it. Like, how is that's not honorable anymore? Now you're just killing yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. An attempt to kill the other guy like that. Does just just use the knife. Yeah, just, just to use You've a knife. Got, yeah, <laughs> you have a weapon. There's also there's also another part. I don't know if you saw that part, 
they played a little bit. They only, they did a little bit of a Baki in that part as well. Oh Baki, yeah, Baki the grappler. Baki Remember the when grappler. He, when, he, when he cut his when he cut his arm, yeah, with the knife, he says you can't use your arm anymore. And then he starts. Then he's like he beats him up and he starts hey, trying yeah. to tend it. He starts tying his tendon together, and he's like, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm ready to go again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He ties his own tendon in a knot yeah. so that his hand will work again. Right. <laughs> it's just insane in this movie. Insane. Yeah, and I'm like, I, no, obviously, these guys are not biologists or scientists yeah. or in the medical field at all. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you, you get the sense. This is one of those movies where you get the sense that they didn't probably have a script. <laughs> they had an outline like here are the beats uh we'll figure it out as we go and, and you just you, you get the sense that there's like they know what the point of it kind of like wwe like yeah. uh -huh. you know what the outcome is going to be you know who the fights are going to be between but you're not necessarily following a script you're just let's try this yeah this will work mm. <laughs> <laughs> i hope that's true i love that mm. idea i hope that that was the case and they're like i hey, won't we'll figure it out in in, in the edit you know mm. um that's fantastic uh i don't even know i think i think they like for some kung fu movies they have to film in order because mm -hmm. of the choreography right. that they're doing but there's honestly there's very little choreography in this movie. There's a lot of fights. Yeah. But like, as we're saying, a lot of the fights are ended with one punch, you yeah. know? Mm -hmm. So like, um, I, I, I want to say that maybe this movie was shot in order. Well, and uh, like, okay. I, obviously it can't have all been improvised, especially with as much practical effects as are going on in this flick. Like you can't just improvise that shit, you know? But I want to believe it, Dan. But I I want to believe that at at best, at best, it was like on scene, maybe the day before. They're like, well, let's try this. Let's 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 try this. And they probably shot everything like a bunch of different ways. And and then they're like, oh, you know what? That one where he ties the tendon back together. Let's use that. Yeah. Let's go with that. That one's the best. Let's look at the dailies, you know? Oh, that's fantastic. That's so fantastic. <laughs> I just love that there's that it's that there might be just some sloppy ass, you know, director, artist, you know, putting all this shit together, orchestrating all this madness. I just love it. I love it that, that there could be just well, barely a script. I I feel like after watching it, there can't have been a unified vision for this film. No, it's not possible. There was this is not the kind of thing where when you sit down and watch it, you think the dude who made this. And it is a dude. I, I just checked. It was a dude. So, you know, the dude who made this movie didn't go into it with any kind of vision of what the final product would be. It's just he took what came together and went with it. That's so fucking awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Basically he's just like, Oh, look at that. That story, Ricky. Yeah. That that's interesting. Hey, yeah. Let's make a movie. You know, that mm -hmm. that's be, I mean, it's, it's like, it's, well, that's it's so much. 
It's like if the three of us made, decided to make a movie. Hey, let's make a movie. Yeah, we have and, a script. Nah, let's just go someplace and figure it out. In the thousands and thousands and thousands of, of Kung Fu flicks that are out there, that's the grand majority of them. <laughs> and you can tell when you're watching them, like there was there was no grand vision here. It's just you've got like Shaw Brothers was in, in the business of pumping out 10 movies a month, you know? Exactly. Like, yeah. like they're they're not there is n- no, it's just it's it's a kung fu flick, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like there and so like that that is also uh, a Hong Kong cinema tradition is hey, let's go make a movie, you know. That's mm-hmm. that's how movies got made for decades. Well, like right. w- w- I mean Jackie Chan was infamous for 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 showing up on set and being like, okay, so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to jump on that. I'm going to go over there and then I'm going to run this way. And then you're going to hold the camera and you're going to do this. And I'm going to be doing that. He like gets to the set and makes up the choreography as he goes along. That's why his fucking choreography takes a month to fucking film because they're, they're just changing it and, and adding to it the whole fucking time, trying to figure it out because he's going up, He's going up a ladder and jumping off a cliff and yeah, all that. And he's just making it up as he goes along. And those movies are fucking fantastic, you know? And it's funny because uh, Rush Hour is one of my son's favorite movies. Yeah. And it's one of the movies where Jackie Chan was the most restricted because he would show up on set, try to do the things he did in Hong Kong. He's like, okay, I'm going to jump out there and, and then the, like the insurance guy was on set and he's like, no, you can't do that. You know? And he's like, wait yeah. a minute. Why? Yeah. You know, it's like, no, yeah. you, you can't. No, I'm going to jump on that. I'm going to do this and I'm going to go. No, 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 no. Or, or also I'm sure, you know, major Hollywood production, the producers standing there saying like, no, <laughs> we've planned this out. Mm-hmm. We've, we've got the cameras. Everybody is, we've re- rehearsed. Like the crew, because the crews do that. The crews will do a rehearsal too. I think yeah. there are people who don't necessarily know that. Like the the they, it's just like doing like a surgeon doing a surgery. They they plan it out. We're gonna move the cameras this way. You know, we're the this is how it's gonna go. Mm-hmm. And, and so you can't just be showing up and saying, "Okay, here's what I'm gonna do." No, no. It's not, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Especially nowadays with all the special effects and stuff, stuff's got to get storyboarded. All those yeah. decisions are made way before they get to the set. Like a year in mm-hmm. advance. Yep. Especially yeah. with like the big budget stuff. And and I mean, some of that goes by the wayside a little bit with, with all the, the CG that they can do now. Um, mm-hmm. But especially you know back in the days of real film and 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 no at least not the kind of cg that's available now uh now you have to plan that stuff you have to it's if you want it to look good there's no improvising yeah you want you want you want it to look good you want meaning you want symbolism in it you know and and i think there's there's probably also a difference in american style like hollywood style filmmaking and probably what people were used to guys like jackie chan were used to in hong kong cinema 
the you know american style movie making every shot is done three times three different ways you know yeah and like you you know this like it, it that's like a standard and and for the most part it's actually done more than that because you have multiple takes of those three different shots but right. like for example like if if you've got two characters who are in conversation you get a shot that's both characters in frame you mm-hmm. get an over the shoulder shot and then you get a close up of the face shot mm-hmm. and that's that's every every line of dialogue is filmed that way so so when you see a movie and you see people having a conversation that conversation was shot a minimum of three times from three different camera angles and then it's all edited together in 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 the bay you know and that's just a conversation yep Mm -hmm. you're talking about like doing like some massive parkour stunt scene running up and down a block I can't e- I, I, I can't even imagine how many different camera angles and different takes you have to do in order to assemble something like that. Well, in, in a case like something like that, where you're doing parkour and crazy stunts, you have multiple you have multiple cameras on set yeah. or at location to be able to capture the shot and, and just From do multiple it. angles at the same time Yeah, at the same time mm-hmm. so that you only have to do it once, maybe twice. Yeah, but then uh, that also means like that. That also comes down to you can't just show up at the sh- at the set and plan the stunts out now, because we have to figure out how to shoot this so that you can't see camera two mm-hmm. from camera one. Exactly. You know? Yeah, you, you yeah. we need to be able to place those cameras correctly, right, so that they don't get seen. Uh, one funny thing was uh, Jackie did. Uh, I mean, there's been plenty of cases where at least Jackie Chan did a bunch of stunts where he did do them twice. And in, I believe, Project Day 2, he did this canopy stunt where he was hanging off a clock and he slips off the clock and he rips through two canopies. Yes. Yeah. And he did that stunt twice because they replay the stunt and then you see him fall the second time differently than how he landed the, the, the first time. And it's like, oh, shit, you know, like this guy, this guy did this stunt twice. And it's crazy to do that in a movie because it's in, he, you are now paying attention more about the stunt, the realism of the stunt, because, he, yeah, he does. He didn't just fall from that thing once. He did it twice. Yeah. Two different ways he landed, and on then the a, a stunt like that. In order to do a reshoot, like you have to reset everything. So you have to re, you know, you have to go. You get new canopies that he's falling through. You have to, you have to clean and and reset the entire set to how mm-hmm. it was for continuity to how it was at the beginning. So like if there's broken glass, well, you got to clean all that up. You know, mm-hmm. if there's stuff that's knocked over, you got to pick it up and put it back exactly where it was, you know? Yeah. This is why I never wanted to make movies. <laughs> like I, I, it's a lie. Like I've always wanted to make movies. I've always wanted to be a screenwriter, but like I never, ever wanted to be a director or a producer or anything like that. Like, no, 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 no. I don't want to have to be worrying about details like that. Yeah, I would be uh, I would be happy to um, to write the story, be part of the story making process. 
uh, and tell like story. one of the actors maybe, but, but one of the people actually responsible for, for details. That's ah, a lot of work, man. That's a lot of work. It's amazing that the directors that we have these days are doing the things they're doing, especially like with the, with those 10 movies or whatever that we got from Marvel. Oh, it's just crazy that so, such a long story arc was, was, was amazingly orchestrated. You can't even get, I mean, some people can't even get a story done correctly in one movie. And they did it over a series of what, 10 years or whatever it was. Yeah. It's fantastic. You know, um, kudos to, you know, the people at Marvel and Kevin Feige. But anyway, going back to uh, Ricky O. uh, So (laughs) the funny thing is, is, is uh, this guy, uh, Sui Wan Fan is cut. He is like super jacked in this movie. I don't think he's like that at all after that. So, like, I wonder, like, you know, especially in I the think 90s. there was makeup involved, man. You, you think it was makeup? I think it was steroids. You know, no, I think- <laughs> it could have been steroids, too. Yeah. That's, I don't know. Yeah, that could have been it, too. <laughs> that could have been it, too. Yeah. So, like, uh, but anyway, man, this is what. How did we even get to the, the point where we were like, hey, we should do this movie? And I was like, oh, yeah. Why haven't we done this fucking movie yet? Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't. We were having some other conversation and it came up. And I and it, and it was just how is the exact same thought hit me. How have we never done an episode about story of Ricky? Yeah, it, it's it's implausible. I was it. Did I put a meme up? I think I put a meme up with something having to do with a head. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! That's right. And I and I and I put the the gif of the of a of the guy getting his head punched. Yeah. So then that's yeah. So then that's where we got to the point where like oh, and this was on the Discord server. So like yeah, we were having this right. conversation and we we're like oh shit, mm-hmm. you know, you know we we need to do another one of these deep cuts, like another movie like this. We have to sit around and think about what we, we got to do next. Uh, there are about a lot. Wow. I have one in mind. How about um, Battle Royal? Oh, dude. Fucking. I fucking feel like primo. we talked about Battle Royal. No. We we've... did talk about it. We have. We, we Me and Edgar have actually talked about this way when we first started. You wanted to do. Uh, that was one of the movies you wanted to talk about. You, we, we were never, talking about movies. But we, we never, never did it. On yeah. it. Right, we Battle never did Royal it. is a classic. It's Fuck. a classic. It's basically. Uh, frankly, the Hunger Games just stole Battle Royal. Exactly. Pretty much. Uh, And and, and that's really not necessarily fair because the Hunger Games is a a much bigger kind of epic story to it. But the premise is exactly the same. We should right. do Battle Royal next. We should Battle talk Royal, Battle Royal. And, and there's, there's it's a movie. franchise. There's how many Battle Royals are there? Uh, oh, I think is there's there, at least three. I think there's more than that. I think there is. A, but the only one worth watching is the first one, because Battle right. Royal 2 is terrible and terrible to the point that right. I never watched. I, I'm pretty confident there's at least three. There's Battle Royal, Battle Royal 2 and Battle Battle Royal High School, although I don't think that's 
I don't think that's the same thing. No, that's but, um, that's about the tribal, about the s- school gangs and stuff like that. And okay. One guy being like Ricky, he has like super martial arts skills or something like that. Do you guys? But remember- another one we should do. Another one we should do is um, Ambak. Ong Bak, yeah, we gotta do Ong Bak with the giant Buddha heads being hidden yep. underwater. Ong Bak, well, well, I know I talked about Ong Bak, um, yeah, one have. of the episodes that we did, but Ong Bak is is also, I mean, batshit. It's mm-hmm. it's batshit loony balls, but it's awesome. Yep. It, in the all the right ways. Should, yes, since we're gonna bring that one, we should talk about chocolate. Oh, yes, chocolate, chocolate. is. Also, but we, if we're gonna do a show, we need to do one about Ambach and chocolate together. And there's a there's another one, uh, Raging Phoenix, Raging yep. Phoenix, yeah, Raging there was, there was Phoenix a, is a, another awesome. one that came out of Thailand, I think, where it was like, like this just super bizarre premise, like this ultra violent Muay Thai basketball, oh, fireball. fireball. fireball, yeah, fireball is awesome, yeah. dude, mm-hmm. dude. I wanted to start a league. And yeah. fucking do that. Just fucking have, okay, <laughs> you can play basketball, but you have to be a fighter. You're going to get the shit kicked out of you while you play basketball. <laughs> I was like, fucking sign me up. Like, not only do I want to be like the chairman or the president of this league, but I also want to be a player in that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Like, Fireball, that's a movie that should get remade, dude. Like, Americans should remake that movie. Call it fucking Fireball. And then and then and then have people try to play basketball while they're trying to get fucking knocked out, choked out, all the shit. MMA, like instead of just Muay Thai, just put MMA and basketball together, (laughs) which is what this movie was, what Fireball was. Well, it was mostly Muay Thai, right? Yeah, right. Which actually works, though, you know, well, at some point, the guy's trying to dunk. Yeah. <laughs> well, not to get too far into the fireball talk, but at one point they kind of just like threw the rules out the window. And I'm like, is this what are they doing? Are they just tossing the ball around and hitting people like, yeah, you know, the, yeah. The, what what rules? Who's winning? We? Yeah, well, exactly. What what are the rules? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember loving that movie. I remember thinking it was just nuts and, and, and kind of dumb, but it's still very fun. Yeah, it's a very entertaining movie. I, there is problems with it, just like any of these movies. But I was just just today, actually, because I'm in the middle of, of doing like a big purge. Because I'm at that point in my life where, you know, I, I guarantee you, Edgar knows how this is. And, and I wouldn't be surprised, Primo, if you also knew how this is. But you get to a point where, how the fuck did I get all this shit? <laughs> oh, I'm there now. Please like there's know. there's so much shit in my house. I have like eight and, terabytes of shit on my computer, just uh, movies and scenes yeah. and shit. And so I'm starting to purge out a lot of stuff. And I and I mean I've been going at it for like three weeks, and and I'm just now getting to the point where like I can see the results. I can actually see like oh my god, I'm making progress. But uh, I was in my basement and I'm going through this. So I like had I, I'd gone through all of my books. And I ended up, I, I kept like maybe 30 books and I mm. donated, I guarantee you thousands of books over the last three weeks I took to, uh, to Goodwill, you know? Wow. Mm. And, and it's just because I'm looking at these things 
And like, they never came out of the box from when I moved into this house three years ago. Mm. And I'm like, do I, do I really need this? You know, Mm -hmm. am I ever going to read these books again? And if I'm not, do I really need to have, am I the kind of person that needs to have a bookshelf on display in my house to show off all the books that I've read? Like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Let somebody else read them. So I got rid of them. And after I got through all the boxes of books, I found my boxes of DVDs. And like, I haven't touched any of my DVDs probably in a decade because I've been streaming for, mm-hmm. for at least, at least 15 years. I've been doing everything by streaming, you know? And so I started going through the DVDs and it was like, Oh Jesus, I can donate these. And then I got to the box that was all, it was Battle Royal. I just looked at them today. Battle Royal, Story of Ricky, Life of Ninja, Once Upon <laughs> a Time in China. Oh, Once Upon um, a Time in China. was in there, you know, and, and it was just this, this moment of bliss. It's treasure. You found treasure. Yeah, half I, of them. I went half down. of them I can't. I, and I'm not donating. I'm, I'm keeping them. Half of them I can't <laughs> even watch because they're not, they're, they're the wrong region. Oh. There's stuff that I I I I ordered from Hong Kong or something, you know. I think oh, you, you okay. should be able to um, rip them. You get a you get, you can get some software well, and rip them. I'm I'm willing to bet if I go on eBay or something, I can find one of those old cheapo cyber home DVD players that you can just oh, repro- re- reprogram to a different region. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. But but like i mean i just i'm pulling out all these movies and it's just like oh it's like finding your old comic books you know like i i did i did that this week i found my old comic books too by the way (laughs) (laughs) and i was like never huge into comic books or anything but i found all these all these like this box full of comic books and none of them are worth anything you know no because I haven't taken care of them. And like, I, I never collected anything that was special, you know, but I, I, like, I'm going to donate them because I'm never going to read them again. But it was just like that moment of like, oh, yeah, I used to be into this shit. <laughs> so, Primo, what were you going to say? You're going to say something. The, the oh, it was Johnny the started... Homicidal Maniac is what I found. Anyway, Johnny oh, the good. Homicidal Maniac. You never yeah, heard of that one. About... He told us about that last time. We we're talking about his warning and stuff. Johnny, the homicidal maniac. What were you going to say, Primo? That I found, um, I went through that the other day, and I, was, I found Sunday, I was like, I got to get rid of this box of, like, loose DVDs. So I just got to throw, I throw them in the car, so I'm going to throw them in my job. And I found two movies, and I said, I got to watch these before I even throw them away. And one of them was Kung Fu Hustle. Kung Fu Hustle. And Shaolin Soccer. Oh, dude. I, Wait, which I, one? Shaolin Soccer. Oh, Shaolin soccer that's yes. I found all my Stephen Chow movies, God of Cookery and Shaolin Soccer. Yep. Oh, yeah. You got to You can't toss those. You got to watch those. Oh, no, dude. I, I was about to toss them. And I was like, no, nah, I'm going to keep these for a while. You know, <laughs> I, I yeah. introduced the kids to Shaolin Soccer and my son was glued to the TV. And then, you know, you know, the, the copy that I that I have, I had to read to them because, you know, he was little and I had to read the subtitles. So, you know, we're watching this movie and sometimes I think he's going to lose interest because I got to read it. No, he's fine. He's glued, right? He's glued into the movie. And then it gets to the end where the ball comes flying towards the goalie and his clothes get ripped off and you see his ass. 
and my son lost it. He started yeah. cracking yeah. up. Oh, dude, that movie's fantastic. That movie, I yeah. I love that movie. I love God of Cookery even more, but that's because it goes a little bit more down the batshit path. <laughs> yeah, I've, I still got to watch that movie. You've I was not say, seen God of Cookery. I have never seen God no. of Cookery. Do you have a copy yeah. of it? No. Do you no. have a Do you have a DVD player that can play regionless? No, but I think my PlayStation Five does. I I I will. I have. I have God of Cookery, and you guys can just both borrow it because you have to see it. I'll check it out. I'll have to check it out. I wonder if I can get it stream. I'll let you know if I can it, find it. Has it has one of my favorite sight gags that I've ever seen in any any martial arts movie ever. Well, where, is, is it a martial I mean, arts movie, really? Well, it's a martial arts movie in the way that Stephen Chow mar- movies are martial arts movies. Yeah. So, like, it... It is a tribute to the genre while also making fun of it. You know? <laughs> yeah. But, but so God of Cookery is basically like a send up of the whole Iron Chef phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And the main character is like the Iron Chef. He's the God of Cookery is what they call him. And then he gets unseated and he kind of has this go back to your roots kind of situation going on and he ends up at this Shaolin temple in the middle of nowhere purely by accident and he kind of like he like fell off a truck and he's all kind of mangled and he drags himself to this Shaolin temple and (laughs) they they do this this thing where where uh it's the there's a the 18 brass 18 bronze men of kung fu yes know? yes well mm-hmm. they they the, all the shaolin monks are like golden you know they're head to toe like covered in golden paint and they introduce themselves as the 18 brass men of kung fu and they they tell him that in order to be part of their temple he has to learn the ultimate kung fu and he's like well what's that and the ultimate kung fu turns out to be them beating the shit out of him with a folding chair and like it, that's why everybody needs to see God of Cookery. <laughs> and that's why I need a black belt. <laughs> yeah. So I can beat the shit out of people who want to be my <laughs> with a folding chair. Yeah, with a folding <laughs> chair. But like there's another idea we should we should consider Just is do a whole Stephen Chow episode. Oh, dude, that would be so badass. I would what? love to do a Stephen Chow episode. I would have to watch God of Cookery. Kung Fu Hustle. Stephen Chow actually had to learn Kung Fu yes. for that movie. I think it yeah. was you who told me. Yeah. <laughs> I mm-hmm. I love it because he's done how many Kung Fu movies by that right. point? <laughs> yeah. I love Kung Fu Hustle. Kung Fu Hustle has a special, it's a masterpiece. It's an absolute masterpiece. I like the premise of there being a neighborhood of nothing but badasses. Yeah. Old badasses. <laughs> yeah. I, I love it. Yeah. yeah every, everything. It, 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 it's an it, that movie transcends what it is. It transcends being a comedy into being something truly beautiful. Yeah, it's fantastic. But, um, you know, the other thing we should consider is uh, doing an episode on just Iron Chef. <laughs> like <laughs> Japanese, Japanese Iron Chef. Why are you laughing? I'm serious. Yeah, yeah we could we could do that. I love Iron Chef. I love it. I love like the the is it Japanese or the Chinese? It's Japanese, right? It's Japanese. Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Japanese Iron Chef 
was and the, the chairman fuck- in the intro. The chairman just takes a big bite out of a bell pepper. <laughs> and he's like, and he coughs a little bit. I don't know if you ever know. Yeah. Or, you know? Yep. Um, that, that I love that show. And every time I watched that show, that fucking stupid show made me eat, you know? Oh yeah. Uh, it was yeah. fantastic. And I never wanted seafood so bad until I started watching that show. Yeah. But like, we should do an episode <laughs> on that one too. Like I got a whole fucking list of shit we got to do now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will happily do a battle Royal episode. And that's, that's another movie like story of Ricky. Like that movie gets a little over the top on, on the gore at points, but in a very different way, it is, it is not comical in yeah. any way. Well, I mean, yeah. they're they're kids, right? Right, so. they're kids. They're, so, battle royal—that's the premise. It, these kids are all taken and sent to an island, and they have to kill each other. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. because the they're bad kids, one, the last one left alive gets to leave the island. And like, yeah, they're bad kids, but they're they're not really bad kids. They're kids who sort of slightly misbehave. Well, like these are these are not criminal kids. These aren't like juvie kids. Are you serious? Yes. No. I thought they no, were juvie I, kids. I thought what happened was is that they had a lottery, and the lottery said, "Okay, it was a it was a whole it's a lottery. lottery." Yeah. Right, and they would pick a class. It didn't matter if you were good or bad. Yep. That yep. class goes to the island, and the last yep. person that's alive gets to gets gets a free pass. Yep. Like there was some like the story is at some point there was like a mass student rebellion in Japan. Mm-hmm. And once the rebellion failed, they passed the Battle Royale Act. Mm-hmm. And that and 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 it's like a a way to control the kids is every year one class at random from a school somewhere in Japan gets selected and they they all get kidnapped and sent to this island <laughs> and they have to duke it out mm-hmm. and uh and, and so like you're maybe seeing the similarities with the hunger games now you know Pretty much. Mm-hmm. and anyway it's a takashi takashi it's a beat takashi movie it's fan fucking tastic yeah I, have to, I haven't seen it in a long time i'll have to I'll have to rewatch I got it. it. I, I found it just this afternoon, so I'll I'll, it's on, I'll, it's on I'll get my copy. It's what? It's on Tubi. Oh, oh, it's go. on Tubi. Well, there we go. We'll yeah. watch it on Tubi. But cool. I, I can get you got a cookery and battle royale at any point. Awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, I think we should call it quits for tonight, man. Yeah. Uh-huh. What the hell? Why are you still talking to me? Are you still here? Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, thanks, not my cousin Dan. Thanks, cousin Primo. We will catch you next time. Alright. Later guys. Have a good night. Good night. The music you're listening to is Memory of You by Swift. You can find that over at Epidemic Sound. And should you decide to go over to Epidemic Sound, make sure you use my referral link in the description so that they know that I sent you. Yeah, so the story of Ricky is just a crazy movie. Yeah, I don't know if there's much meaning behind the story of Ricky. I mean, there's some privatized prison stuff in there, but not really, you know? It's it's a crazy movie. Uh, I forgot how gory it is. So it kind of put us on the path of like maybe digging up some of these old movies. I would love to do 
Battle Royale or Fireball on the show. So so keep listening and maybe we'll do those movies sometime soon. Now, if you want to follow the show on Instagram, you can find us under the name The Flow Roll or you can follow me, Edgar Otraves, under the name Edgar Otraves. And don't forget to follow my co-host, not my cousin Dan, under the name Dantastic Sizzler and Cousin Primo under the name the underscore real underscore cousin primo all on instagram so uh make sure you head on over there and follow us for some more nonsense and also if you want to find out more about the show make sure you hit our website at the there you'll find a complete catalog of all our episodes and the store where you can buy some merchandise and don't forget to like subscribe comment wherever you find your podcast at and make sure you leave a review and some stars on the show and press all the buttons that make the podcast gods happy thank you so much for listening this is Ego Travez we will catch you next time behave yourselves laters